Gary Bettman is waiting for the pristine, perfect scenario for the NHL's return. He and all of us are going to be waiting an awful lot longer for hockey than we might currently think. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. I also do Daily Shots, meaning podcasts of Steelers and Pirates every morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I'd be grateful if you check those out as well. Gary Bettman spoke at a function yesterday, and hearing some of what he said, you can now begin to understand why the NBA began its preseason six days ago and is about to open its regular season five days from now on December 22nd, and why we still don't even have dates for the NHL, North America's other predominant arena sport. When Bettman brought up a timetable, and understand this is a lawyer at heart, and he tends to hedge everything that he says, I quote directly, we are focused on starting at some point, hopefully in mid-January. Now, the dates have been out there for a few days, leaked from the league, that training camps would open January 3rd, and the regular season would follow suit on January 13. Within that, we've already seen players being told to get to their NHL cities from all over the world. They're leaving, whether it's international leagues or wherever it is that they are, just hanging out to get where they belong to all 31 NHL locations, start getting tested, get into shape, be ready for training camp because if you paid attention to my dates there, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to get into conditioning uh, shape for game one of the regular season. It's going to be nine total practices. So these things are happening. These things are out there. Bettman won't acknowledge them because he hasn't firmly committed to them. He said, and I'm continuing to quote here, right now we're focused on whether or not we're going to play in our buildings or do some limited traveling or play in a bubble. That's something we're working on and getting medical advice on. He goes on to say, for example, we have a couple of clubs that can't hold training camp or conduct games uh, even without fans in their current buildings and facilities. And he's referring to the San Jose Sharks and the Winnipeg Jets both of whom have had their buildings basically shut down uh, in San Jose at the order of the Santa Clara County government and in Winnipeg at the order of the Manitoba provincial government. Those facilities are just off limits. He goes on to express other concerns about the Canadian teams being stuck in Canada and having to realign and and everything else, and it all sounds like, yeah, like he's killing time, you know? If they're really as unsettled as he made it sound in this speaking engagement yesterday, then you tell me how this league is going to get off the ground in two and a half weeks. We're sitting here right now with 
no dates, at least not announced by the league, no divisional alignments, no concept whatsoever of travel arrangements, logistics, Uh, Do you play some of the season in a mini bubble or with mini hubs and then kind of adjust on the fly and say, well, look, by the time the vaccine comes around, maybe then we can hold games in the respective arenas uh, the way we saw with baseball and football. Eventually, a few fans can come in and bring in some money. Bettman has said all along how we start out isn't how we're going to finish necessarily. That's what that means. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's hard to picture it, isn't it? This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the new, authentic Mr. Rogers sweaters. I'm not kidding. Mr. Rogers sweaters being brought back to life by our friends at Sun Valley Alpaca Company. They specialize in top-of-the-line knit apparel. And these sweaters, which are great for both men and women, are designed to last a lifetime, and they have the same iconic look as Fred's Originals. They're soft, they're warm, they're 100% pure wool, and they're officially licensed by the Fred Rogers Foundation. The Mr. Rogers sweater collection is only available online. And this is the part you got to write it down at alpacaunlimited.com. Alpaca is spelled A-L-P-A-C-A. Alpacaunlimited.com. There's still time to get one for Christmas or to ship it as a gift to a friend or a loved one. Mr. Rogers sweaters, people. Seriously, jump on this. I'm hoping that Bettman figures this out before long. And this isn't to be critical of him. But... One thing that I'm hoping within that is that Bettman doesn't view this whole scenario as needing to be perfect. From the very beginning, the NHL has made this huge point about uh, zero positive tests, zero this, zero that. Well, of course it was zero positive tests. You locked up 24 teams. You didn't let them breathe. Did they emerge healthy? Yes, great, wonderful. I'm not knocking that. But when you hear the experiences described by the players, coaches, and staff of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars after staying in these places for two months, and then after that you hear Bettman and Bill Daly and everybody else saying, we are never doing that again, you have to get this concept of perfection out of your head. You have to understand that this is right now just the world that we live in. Baseball, football, and now the NBA, which had its own bubble thing and also said they were never doing that again, have found ways to compete outside of the realm of attaining perfection. The NHL can do that too. If Bettman is this worried about maintaining, and again, it's literally a perfect record that they have. There were zero positive tests in Toronto and in Edmonton, the two bubble spots in the 2020 playoffs. Great, wonderful, you win the award. The fact of the matter is, this season has to get started at some point soon, and it needs something more than wishy-washy, ambiguous direction like this. It's not going to be perfect. There will be players, coaches, staff, whatever, 
who test positive for coronavirus. There's probably going to be a team or two, as we saw in baseball with the Cardinals and Marlins, in football with the Ravens and the Titans, who have an outbreak. That's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with it. You're not going to bat a 1,000. If that's what he's waiting for, then just don't bother with it. Just don't bother with it. Wait until the vaccine is fully available. Have a 20-game regular season and another 24-team tournament and see how that goes. Or just do what the other arena sport is doing. Go ahead and play. Play safely, play smartly, but play. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you on this program always by our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. This and every holiday season, the food bank is committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you if you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Today's just one question comes from Jim, who asks, Do you think the third defensive pairing will end up being a strength? Todd Reardon could coach up Cody Cece and Mike Matheson. They have talent and will be sheltered to start the season. Um, you know, Jim, I don't know. This one feels like this could swing pretty dramatically in either direction. Uh, Matheson has had episodes in his career where he's looked like one of the worst defensemen around. There was a performance just in the past year with the Panthers where his team gave up five goals. He was on for all five of them and pretty much directly responsible for all five. <laughs> this is He's mercurial, let's put it that way. There's going to be games where people think he's really great, uh, particularly in the offensive zone, he does some good things. People are going to like his speed. People are going to like the fact that he can skate the puck out of the zone, not just pass it. And people are going to love the fact that he's not Jack Johnson. But then there's going to be a game where everyone goes, oh, geez, really? Gave up Patrick Hornquist for this guy? Why? That's going to be tough. Cody Cece is a, a different case. He's offensively not remotely special, led the league in missing the net last year. That's going to drive you nuts. That's not the kind of thing that tends to self-correct, certainly not in the span of a few months. That's not anything that Todd Reardon's going to be able to correct. Um, he's fairly reliable defensively, but he wasn't seen as any you know, mega stud anywhere he's been, meaning Ottawa and Toronto, to date either. Uh, Reardon does have and has earned the reputation as a guy who can make offensive defensemen more responsible defensively. That's a really, really nice asset to have, specifically as it relates to Matheson. So my answer to your question is going to be how the third pairing develops will be up to Matheson 
more than anyone else. And, and secondarily, how that works in tandem with Reardon. Uh, if Matheson can become a quality defender, even an average defender, but can also lend his dynamic presence to the attack, can give the Penguins a different look when they're leaving their zone, and boy, did they become really predictable in that regard last season. Then you have something on that third pairing. Uh, I'll also never omit, when it comes to third pairing defensemen, the importance of being able to kill penalties. That's not something that fans commonly discuss, but coaches talk about it all the time. Uh, These guys need to be passionate contributors uh, to the special teams as well. Uh, In this case, that applies mostly to CeCe. I don't have an answer for you, Jim. If it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm hedging here, it's because I need to see both of them in uniform. But then from there, I need to see them working together. The one best thing that I can say about the third pairing is if it doesn't work, the Penguins have three other guys on the fringe here still. You know, uh, Chad Ruedel is obviously in the permanent number seven spot. And, and that's fine. That's a role that he's filled well for the Penguins. But Yuso Rikul is still there. Pierre-Olivier Joseph is the top defensive prospect. And Mike Vellucci, who was the head coach in Wilkes-Barre and now is an assistant on Mike Sullivan's staff, felt last year that Joseph was ready for the NHL. So there are other options. But when you're paying Mike Matheson $6 million and you gave up Hornquist to get him, he's going to get a chance. And these guys are going to get a chance to stick together uh, CeCe's going to have a chance to make an impact, especially since he's right-handed and as such will have an edge over Ricola. But there are other options. Good question, though. I mean, I, I'm I'm never going to play, you know, Nostradamus here with this stuff. Uh, I'm just sharing what it is that I think right now. Good question, and uh, thanks for that, and thanks to everybody for listening today. One more show tomorrow. building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.